Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. Welcome to the show. Always a pleasure to be joined by Alyssa Barbieri of the Bears Wire. How's summer treating you so far, Alyssa? It's treating me well, and now football's almost back, right? Can you believe as of when we're filming this? At least the Bears are kicking off training camp in a week, so it's just, I can't believe it's already back, and I'm ready for it to just kind of consume my life until January. (laughs) That's what we're here for, a late July edition of the Bears Wire podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We're kind of at that time of year, Alyssa, where it's like the preview before the preview, right? Like, we're not quite at training camp. It's right around the corner. Uh, Still plenty of topics for us to cover. Uh, So we do have a few here that we want to get to. You cool with me just spinning the wheel and picking one for us to start with? Yeah, go for it. I think you might know where I'm going here. I think I do. (laughs) Let's talk about Nikhil Harry. Let's talk about Nikhil Harry. Okay, so the newest. Your your boy. Yeah, my boy. My boy. We'll we'll, we'll get into why. I understand why fans are going to get a little excited, Alyssa, over Nikhil Harry. Like we just said, it's late July. We're all thirsty for football. It's that point in the summer. We're almost there. So when Ryan Poles acquires a former first-round pick who seemed destined for big things coming out of Arizona State, right? He's a big, long, six-foot-four receiver, and the Bears got him for next to nothing, a seventh-round pick. Who cares? Like, I kind of understand why we're seeing tweets and headlines like why Justin Fields is the perfect fit for Nikhil Harry, right? Or how Josh McDaniels ruined Nikhil Harry and why Luke Getze is the perfect man to fix him, right? Or... The Bears just upgraded their wide receiver room for pennies on the dollar. Uh, or my personal favorite, which I did see on Twitter, Alyssa, with Nikhil Harry, the Bears now officially have a better wide receiver group than the Packers. Uh, that was one I did see on Twitter. Which <laughs> hey, at I least like. they're better at the Packers than something <laughs> in the eyes of some. you know. <laughs> Nikhil Harry, right? Put him over the hump, Nikhil I guess. That, that's what we're going to get into here. So Bears fans are very excited about the prospect of bringing him in, probably because it feels like you just got an extra draft pick, right? If you care to think about it like that, we could talk about his $1.8 million price tag. Not that much money. It puts him around, I think it's 73rd in salary for 2022 among wide receivers. So seems reasonable enough. Although, Alyssa, if you consider that he's making more than Debo Samuel, who was picked four years, four, uh, four picks after him, Nikhil Harry went number 32 overall. Uh, Debo went shortly after in the second round. So Debo makes less. Can you believe that? Like, please play that man, San Francisco. What are you doing? Nikhil Harry makes more than Debo Samuel. I think that's why he's so mad in holding out, right? Yeah, that, that's highway robbery. Yeah. That's not even fair. I mean, I, can, can we take Debo instead? Like, exactly. Yeah. We give them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give up Harry. And like, hey, let's do another trade. We'll take Debo. We'll Come take on, on, a, we'll I mean, take on both salaries. Yeah, we'll take Revenge on both. game right off the bat. Let's go. We'll pay both of them. We just want Debo and not Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, if you want to talk about the price tag being a little high, Okay, but it's probably fine, right? I mean, before I get too into my rant of the summer on Nikhil Harry, 
Give me your take on him, Melissa. I think this is a win for the Bears. I mean, like you mentioned, he is a former first-round pick, but for the first time, it's the Patriots and Bill Belichick that actually missed out and messed up in the first round. Here you have Ryan Poles coming in, you know, giving up the 2024 seventh-round draft pick, taking a flyer on Harry. I mean, I think that's a smart move for a team that really needs help in the wide receiver department. And when you look at it, it's one, it's that classic low-risk, potentially high-reward signing. Because outside of Darnell Mooney and I think Byron Pringle and Bayless Jones, you really don't have much or you don't really have any roster locks at the wide receiver position. But with that said, you know, Harry's addition doesn't really change the receiving core that much. I think it's still the worst uh, or one of the worst, depending, depending on how you look at it, one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL at this point, just because there's a lot of unproven, you know, I think Mooney's the only proven guy in there. And you have Harry who has, you know, been bad in his first four years in the league. Um, so it's it's been pretty bad. And I just think it's one of those moves where if it works out, cool. You know, great for the Bears, great for Ryan Poles, because, you know, he's all about that, you know, low-risk, high-reward situation. We've seen him make a lot of those deals this offseason. He's not getting overly attached. You know, Harry's deal, he's on the last um, the last year of his rookie deal in year four. So, I mean, he could just kind of move on from him. But also, like, let's just get this clear, make it clear. You know, Harry does not have a roster spot locked down, right? Just because that they traded for him doesn't mean that he's going to make the make the roster. But when you kind of look at what the Bears have at wide receiver, it's a safe assumption to assume that he's going to make the roster. But, I mean, it's a move that's not going to, you know, cause alarm. It's a, it's a move that I think was obvious for Ryan Poles to make. And, you know, looking at Harry's career, it's been rough for him. So maybe a fresh start in Chicago is what he needs, you know. And then one of the things that really stood out because, you know, there's been a lot of – you know, kind of going through this whole thing and doing research and talking to you and talking to Henry uh, from Patriots Wire, it's, there's not a lot to love about Nikhil Harry. So, but one of the things that kind of goes in line with, you kind of see what the Bears have done this offseason in terms of kind of building their roster. This is going to be a run-heavy offense. You look at two of their receivers, Byron Pringle and Nikhil Harry. Those two receivers last year had the highest, from pro football focus, highest run blocking grades four wide receivers, one, two. So that kind of speaks to what you're going to expect from this offense. So if there is one thing to love about Harry, I guess it's that, Ryan. But, you know, <laughs> as a Patriots fan, Ryan, you, this is your boy, right? So why don't you give us a little rundown on what you've seen from Harry over the last three years? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can I can bring a different perspective the most on Nikhil, right? Because I don't wear the Bears goggles, right? I'm not a Bears fan, Although I enjoy covering the Bears with you, Alyssa. I'm a Patriots fan, as you just said. So I've watched Nikhil Harry throughout his career get zero separation. <laughs> like, let, <laughs> let the ball bounce Yikes. off his fingers consistently like stone hands. I don't care how many catches you find on YouTube of him catching the ball. It was like stone fingers out there. And he was so bad, Alyssa, that Bill Belichick waved the white flag on him, right? Uh, Bill Belichick, the guy who like will never admit defeat, never admit that he was wrong. He's never done anything wrong, right? Waving the white flag on Nikhil Harry, overpaying Nelson Aguilar, signing Kendrick Bourne, trading for Devontae Parker, drafting Tyquan Thornton. All of this has gone down over the last couple of years because he's waving the white flag on Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry is going to get cut probably in the next couple of weeks. The, the Patriots were happy to just get rid of him for a seventh round pick. Um, and I, do, I was laughing as you were talking because I did see a note that Harry might work out a little bit at tight end for the Bears because of his blocking prowess, right? As you were just saying. And it got me laughing because do you remember that Monday night game 
It was Patriots Bills. I think it was like a Monday night. They played in basically a tornado. Do you remember that game? Oh, was that, that was the one where Mac Jones only threw the ball like three or four times. Yeah, yeah. Three, I think it was three attempts. <laughs> so they were running the old Navy offense. Belichick, you know, going back to his, you know, his, his dad there. It was like four or five tight ends on the field or whatever. Probably exaggerating there. But Harry basically played tight end in that game. And it was his best game. It was his best game as a Patriot. And he was getting all kinds of like hype and praise from it. And he, all he was doing was doing like crackback blocks, right? I mean, that's what it was. His blocks were top-notch. And that was his best game as a Patriot. That was his most memorable game. Uh, so he's been a major bust, right? And I think it's a big-time stain on Belichick's resume as a talent evaluator. We were just talking about Debo Samuel, who went four picks after Harry. So uh, I just want to cry in my cereal just thinking about that. We could have had De- <laughs> Debo Samuel. Uh, could have had A.J. Brown, who went later in that second round to the Titans. You could have had D.K. Metcalf, who went at the end of the second round. Uh, so it was a monster draft for wide receivers. Belichick completely botched it horribly to the tune where, you know, the guy drafted number 32 overall was going to be a shoe-in to be cut. So the Bears could have waited, Alyssa, and signed him for less. They could have seen what kind of market was out there for Harry if they just wanted to bring him in, as you said, to compete for a roster spot. I hope that nothing's guaranteed with this player. I hope we have to see it first. Uh, but what do you think about that, right? Like, they could have waited... The Patriots were definitely going to cut this player. I don't think that there was a lot of people lining up to trade for for Harry. Polls did pull that trigger. What was your thought on that? Should they have waited? Should they have tried to figure out what kind of market it was? Are you comfortable with them playing around $2 million for this player? Yeah, I think I'm comfortable with the whole situation because obviously when a player kind of hits the free agent market, they have their say of which team they're going to go to. And I mean... You hope that Justin Fields is a draw, but you kind of and you look at that receivers room and you probably be like, okay, there are plenty of opportunities to to get a lot of balls here because there's not a lot of proven commodities there. But at the same time, I understand like you know polls going out and being like, okay, this is this is one of those trades that I will make because I want to guarantee that we have this player on the roster because we feel like he kind we feel like he fits in with what we're going to be doing on offense which is going to be running the football a lot. A lot of the tight ends that they brought in, they're blocking. really the blockers. <laughs> yeah, blocking. So it's that's that's fitting with the theme of, of what this offseason has been. You see that commitment on offense. And, you know, again, maybe Harry needs a fresh start. You know, maybe Justin Fields is, and Luke Getzi are the ones to finally turn him around. And if they're not, then, hey, it, no biggie because, you know, you took a flyer on Harry with a seventh-round pick, and it's not something that's going to impact you. Uh, in the long run, unlike some other moves, like trading up to, you know, one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky in the 2017 NFL <laughs> draft. And Pat, so, I mean, Ryan, like you mentioned, you know, all of those receivers that the Patriots missed out on, it just feels nice, again, as I said before, for the Patriots and Bill Belichick to make a mistake, because normally the Bears are on that, on the other side of that, like passing on Mahomes and Watson, passing on, you know, a lot of people pass on George Kittle, but, you know, drafting Adam Shaheen instead of Kittle that year. I mean, like, there's a whole bunch uh, a whole a whole bunch of times that, you know, Ryan Pace has kind of been in that situation. So, and the Bears have. So, I mean, it's nice. I feel like this, this is a move where, again, if it works out, that's going to be really great for this team. And hopefully he does work out because there's a lot of opportunities to be had here. And I think this offense, you know, really is going to benefit from having Luke Etsy there. And I think Justin Fields, especially because we talked about how this season is going to be about putting him in the best situations and having those strong blockers up front, whether it's the tight ends or even the receivers, that's going to take also some pressure off the offensive line, which, you know, I know we're going to talk about a little later because there are definitely have a lot of questions there. No, and, and you were 100% right. Like, it was a blunder by Belichick drafting this guy at 32. Blunder. And it's <laughs> now it's okay 
for Bears Bears fans though. I just my thing is you can't have it both ways, right? You're allowed to say, "Man, Belichick, you screwed that pick up. Look at that, you screwed it up. We got him for a seventh round pick. You used the first rounder on him. Ha ha, Belichick, you screwed it up. How's it feel? We've been there. How's it feel? <laughs> so you can say that, and you're completely in your right to say that as a Bears fan. But you can't now come back and be like, "We got Nikhil Harry. This is great. Like, oh man, our wide receiver room's so much more improved." Because it's not, you know, it's not. So you can't do that thing on Twitter like I see some people doing. Uh, You just can't do that, Alyssa. You can't, right? You said the word flyer. It's a flyer. Let's just look at it like that. That's all Ryan Poles is doing. Uh, I'm not saying he's an idiot for making this move at all. I actually think it's fine. It's a seventh-round pick. Who cares? It is a flyer. He is competing for a position. Uh, We just got to, like, Bears fans just need to keep their pants on. Keep this, like, let's keep this in reality, right? Let's not, like, go overboard and, you know, I just see so many people listing all the Bears wide receivers. Like, look at this wide receiver group the Bears have now. And they're, like, putting Nikhil Harry, like, fourth on the list. And I'm not saying they're ranking them in order of anything. But Nikhil Harry, they, they just, like, get overexcited about this player. And he is not the savior. He's not the answer, Alyssa, right? He is a jag, right? He's just a guy. He's really struggled to adjust to the pro game. The Patriots thought they were drafting DK Metcalf. They drafted the wrong guy. That was the blunder. Uh, so... That's my take on Nikhil Harry. We just, as Bears fans, you just got to keep your pants on with this player and see how it plays out. Don't get excited because he has been terrible. He's he's really sucked in the league. <laughs> but I will say this. I do want to end with a little bit of, you know, not so much negativity. I want to throw a little bit of upside, some hope and some upside because. Oh, please, please yeah, hope. Give yeah, us hope. People need that. Uh, in 2019, Alyssa, Nikhil Harry is drafted by the Patriots in the first round. So you would think that they're trying to get Tom Brady a weapon, right? It was Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots. But Tom had no interest in breaking in this rookie wide receiver on a team he knew he was like going to say, peace out, I'm out of here in 2020, right? He had negotiated that no franchise tag thing with Robert Kraft. So Brady was gone, and he said, screw you, Nikhil Harry. I'm not working with you. I'm not throwing you the football. Harry had a miserable rookie year because Tom hated him. So that was his first year. In 2020, he had a lumbering Cam Newton come out of retirement who can't throw. Right? Like, love Cam Newton. He did a great much job. Like, much like Nick Foles. Yeah, walk, exactly. Walk, the wounded deer Nick Foles. Right? Yeah, yeah. Only <laughs> Newton, to be confused with. Newton looked good running the football. That was the difference. Uh, you know, Foles, <laughs> I mean, Foles threw the ball beautifully compared to Newton. Newton just couldn't do it. He, I mean, watching Cam Newton try to, again, I'm a Patriots fan. Watching Newton try to throw a screen pass that year was just, oh, so bad. Oh, man, it's bringing back nightmares. Uh, so he had Cam Newton his second year, the poor guy. And then last year, he has Mac Jones, who, Mac Jones, much better quarterback than Cam Newton. He won that job outright, right? They actually cut Newton for Mac Jones after they drafted him. But Mac Jones is a rookie. So now you're trying to get on the same page as a rookie. I, I understand that's not the easiest thing in the world. And now he gets Justin Fields, who's a sophomore, right, in the league. So this will be his fourth quarterback, his fourth season. And, you know, people all the time give Daniel Jones a break because he has a different offensive coordinator every year. Baker Mayfield, the same thing. He always seems to have a different head coach, offensive coordinator. So shouldn't we give a wide receiver the benefit of the doubt a little bit when he has a different starting quarterback every freaking year he's in the league? And again, Tom Brady hated him in 2019. So that's my ray of hope, right? That's my ray of hope to say maybe he will benefit from this change of scenery. Maybe he will catch on, Alyssa. But I, I keep going back to 2019. Because I think if Tom Brady in training camp saw Debo Samuel and not Nikhil Harry, he would have threw him the ball. But instead he saw Nikhil Harry struggling and he was like, get at it, get out of my face. I'm not dealing with you. So that's my, that, that's my attempt at some hope and upside. What would you think of that? 
I like it. I mean, I am here for any kind of hope you want to give me. Again, that fresh start, you know, you know, it's a thing. Sometimes it works and maybe it'll it'll work here. Or, you know, maybe, I mean, even if he just ends up being like a really great blocker and it really helps the run game thrive, you know, maybe that's a win for us. You know what I mean? And as long as Justin Fields is kind of staying upright and just kind of surviving and also taking, you know, next steps forward in his development, hey, you know, we'll see. Maybe, again, maybe him and Justin, you know, build this really great connection and maybe – you know, maybe he gets we never got with Tom Brady, Cam Newton, or Mac Jones. No, yeah, you never know. But hey, you've given me, you've given us some hope. You've given Bears fans a little bit of hope there, right? That's, that's so a rare. That's a rare. Definitely appreciate yeah, it. Mark that down. It's a rarity. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he's this is, be it's before training camp hasn't started yet. This is when all the optimism is here. So wait until the season starts. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trick plays with Nikhil Harry, the lead blocker, out for Justin Fields. I like that. As long as he's out there, there blocking. It was just like going back hey, to that got game. Two fullbacks now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> Going back to that game against the Bills, I mean, Nikhil Harry, every time he was out there, the Patriots ran it over there. It's like, you got to figure that out, Buffalo? What are you doing? He's going to do the crackback every time. Nikhil Harry's best game is a Patriot. So we'll see. Hopefully it gets better with the, with the Bears. Um, let's talk about some position battles to watch as we're getting close to training camp here, Alyssa. Like, is it, is it wide receiver? Is that the one you're watching? Now that we got Nikhil Harry in the mix? Uh, you know, I did see your article recently on Bears Wire about uh, you know, the guys, including Darnell Mooney, not getting any love on the Madden ratings. And that that made me excited, actually. Like, nothing motivates the current generation of pro athlete like the Madden rating. So, like, I think Darnell Mooney, what was he in the 70s? So, Darnell Mooney, he might have, like, a Tyreek Hill type of year now because he's going to be motivated by the Madden rating. Um, but are you watching the wide Preach receivers? Preach it into existence. <laughs> yeah. Preach it into existence, Ryan. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Mooney. I mean... I mean, I had him on every fantasy team I could find last year. I love that guy. Um, I just don't want him as my number one receiver. But anyway, uh, is it wide receiver? Is it offensive line? That's the one we keep coming back to. Uh, what's the your favorite position battle to watch? Maybe it's something on the defensive side. What are you watching right now? I'm definitely going to cheat because, you know, outside of Justin Fields and probably Roquan Smith, I don't think anyone's guaranteed a starting job at this point. Those might be the only two players that are safe. Uh, so there's definitely going to be a lot of competition, and whether it's for roster spots or starting positions. So there's actually four that I'm really keeping an eye on. Wide receiver is one of them. I think obviously goes without saying Darnell is going to be the number one guy. And I think it's safe to assume that Pringle is going to be the two and, you know, Valus is going to be competing for that third one. I think it's really those last three roster spots at wide receiver that I think are up for grabs at this point. You have newcomers like Nikhil Harry, uh, Equinanius, St. Brown, Dante Pettis, Tajay, Tajay Sharp, There's and then a whole bunch of other people too. So, I mean, literally those last three spots are up for grabs. That's how bad this room is. How does Harry make uh, the and team? Like you, I like all those players more than Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Sorry, we'll go see, on. I can't help myself. Hey, and if Harry gets one of those spots, then clearly he showed more than those guys did, which should be encouraging. Then maybe you can kind of take something from that. Mm. Uh, but also, yeah, Darnell Mooney had a 79 rating on that. And like, come on, he deserved at least an 80. I mean, that's just rough. Yeah. When you kind of look at some of the other guys that are rated higher than him, I'm like, it's okay. He'll he fix good, that. He had a good year last year. <laughs> he really did. He did. And I, I know there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, he's been doubted a lot this offseason. He's like a cool, calm and collected type of guy. Like whether it was like the Jalen Ramsey stuff when he went after him because Bears fans were giving it to Ramsey. Like, I mean, Darnell doesn't care. He just kind of like, you know, brushes it off his shoulder. But at the same time, there's he's been questioned a lot. Like a lot of people don't believe he's a true number one receiver. I mean, we will see because now he's going to be that number one guy. We'll see how he deals with that because he's going to be the subject of those double teams now, which is which makes guys like Pringle and Bayless Jones and 
you know, if, it, if Harry is part of that list, we don't know. <laughs> and these other guys are going to make the roster. It just really makes, you know, the uh, this competition and training camp for those last three spots very important. And I think, like you mentioned, too, offensive line is another one that I'm keeping a lookout because basically the battle at offensive tackle is going to determine what the heck this offensive line looks like because there's just so many moving pieces they don't have they don't even know what it's going to look like at this point which i mean to be fair you want to kind of see what it looks like when the pads go on so that's when the true evaluation should begin but when you look at the tackle spots because larry borum started at left tackle when the offseason began and jenkins was tevin jenkins was at right tackle and then last week of otas and a mandatory minicamp the fifth round rookie braxton jones was at left tackle and borum was moved over to right tackle jenkins was with the second team i mean there's just so many different moving parts on that offensive line where Let's just say that Braxton Jones wins the left tackle job and then Larry Borms at right tackle. Could that mean that Tevin Jenkins is actually the right guard? Because now that's also a very big glaring hole on the offensive line is the right guard position. But I think that the tackle, the, the tackle competition will kind of work everything out because there's just something telling me that whether it's Borum or Jenkins, one of those guys is going to fill that, that right guard role. It's it, it's a lot <laughs> on the offensive line. That's the probably the biggest yeah, it's battle. It's crazy. All the different combinations, right? Like even Sam yeah. Mustafer. Like Sam Mustafer could play center, and they could kick Lucas Patrick inside, right? He could play guard. He's done that before. There's a million different ways they could go. Who is this Willie Wright? He's another wild card at guard, right? I mean, he was a former defensive tackle, and then he turned offensive tackle slash center, and now he's switching to guard, and he's in the mix. This Willie Wright. I mean, there's all kinds of different guys on the offensive line. So for diehards, diehard Bears fans, I think it's O-line. Like, there's a million yeah, different combinations. Definitely. And we all kind of are just assuming that it'll be Tevin Jenkins out there at tackle because they moved up to get him last year, Alyssa. But as you've been telling us, we got to watch Braxton Jones. we got to watch other combinations because it's, it's no shoe-in that it's Larry Borum and Jenkins on the outside. So you actually – did you had you had, like, this article where it was, like, five or six different combinations and it's that's literally what it yes. is which one's gonna <laughs> stick I, I do I, th- I do think that's one of the the most interesting storylines coming in and again got to be a diehard if you're really paying attention to the offensive line combinations and training camp but I think that's it there's there's just which way is this going to go it, it's just like it's wild it, it could go so many different directions and definitely because obviously the most important part of the season is Justin Fields' development that should be the focal point heading into training camp, the two battles in offense we're watching at wide receiver and offensive line, because you want to make sure first off that Justin Fields doesn't get killed back there like he did last year. And then you want to make sure he has some guys to throw to, which I mean, right. you know, we'll, we'll see because there are a lot of unknowns on, on that roster. So we, we shall see, but yeah, the offensive line is just, it's definitely going to be the one to watch. I'm going to be paying especially close attention to that. I think, yeah, and to mention that article, I forgot about that. I'm going to have to tweet that back out. <laughs> you should, yeah. When it training was great. camp starts. <laughs> there was like, I mean, I was like, what? Okay. I need, I need I another cup. I like seven or something. I needed another cup of coffee. I'm like, wait, okay, so we could do it this way. Oh, we could do it that way. Yeah, there's so many different ways it could go because guys can play multiple positions on this line. They have a lot of guys like that that can swing different ways. So um, pretty cool. Yeah, we'll be watching offensive line. We'll definitely be watching wide receiver. I mean, I'm rooting for Nikhil Harry to make the make the team because we don't have Matt Nagy anymore. We don't have Ryan Pace. So I mean, what are going to be? We don't have Andy Dalton. So we don't have Mitch. Like, who are we going to talk about every week? <laughs> who are we going to rip on? So I can rip on Nikhil Harry every week if he's out there. Just there you go. Um, but give me the latest on like Robert Quinn. I mean, his situation remains unresolved. It, it's kind of feeling like no matter what happens this season, 
I, I'm sure he's going to play some games for the Bears this year. That's kind of my guess. And, and you said you kind of guessed that he might get dealt at the deadline in one of our previous episodes. It's just hard to see him any kind of long-term resolu- resolution, Alyssa, coming based on where the team is at right now and where the player is at in his career, right? I don't feel like a long-term resolution is coming with Robert Quinn, but what are you hearing right now? He remains you know, kind of not participating in anything, right? Yeah, there's no real uh, updates yet because, you know, it's been that, that quiet part of the season before training camp kicks off. But I think everyone's going to be glued to next Tuesday or July 26th, I believe it's going to be, when veterans are supposed to report to camp. And, you know, I think hopefully we don't get one of those, you know, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, breaking news, Robert Quinn's not reporting uh, to training camp kind of things because then that's, really going to kick things into gear. And that's actually, you know, funny you mentioned that because one of my other position battles on defense to watch was going to be uh, at defensive end, the edge rusher position uh, with Travis Gibson uh, and Al-Fadim Muhammad. You know, they're you know technically battling for that starting job opposite Quinn, assuming Quinn there is in place there. And who knows, there might be a situation where, hey, if they do deal Quinn much sooner than many expected, like maybe even during training camp, then, I mean, then that battle doesn't exist because those are going to be your two starting defensive ends. So, I mean, we, we shall see with that. And I think maybe the other thing to watch on defense, I mean, I think the other position battle to watch on defense is going to be uh, at the nickel cornerback position uh, with uh, Tavon Young, who's a newcomer, and then Thomas Graham. If you remember Thomas Graham, Ryan, remember that player that was stashed? Uh, I remember. I mean, this like is an ongoing problem. Weeks. Yeah, that, that yeah, nickel corner, that was an ongoing problem. Yeah. <laughs> So he has a chance to, to earn a starting job, and we'll see because, you know, I think last year, I remember earlier this uh, offseason, Jalen Johnson was uh, asked a question about, like, just how bad the secondary was. <laughs> remember the war? He kind of was like, what? We were how bad? Oh, and yeah. they were, like, 30th or whatever. It was, like, 31st, and, like, you know, the nickel, wasn't it? <laughs> it's, like, really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And, like, you know, he obviously was the bright spot. And I think this summer, the cornerback position, even with this battle for who's going to be the starter in the slot – I just think it's just you got to know that Jalen probably feels just a lot more comfortable when you have someone in the Kyler, Kyler Gordon lining up opposite him. And whether it's Tavon Young, who, you know, when he's able to stay healthy, he's been very productive in the slot for them. And then Thomas Graham has that potential, too. So we shall see. There's definitely going to be plenty of, of things to watch here in training camp. And if Robert Quinn shows up, I think that's going to be one of the top ones. Yeah, for sure. It'd be nice to see him back out there. But again, it just. I feel like the end is coming at some point with him, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. I think it's got to be a bummer for Bears fans, but you kind of understand it. They're just both of those. He's looking for a championship. He's looking to play in some playoff yeah. games. The Bears are rebuilding. It just you, that thing's coming to a head. Um, all right. What about what's the latest you're hearing on Justin Fields? Right. Like nothing but positive things coming out of Hallis Hall. Right. And, and I would expect nothing less, <laughs> obviously, with Fields. But uh, it sounds like people are expecting him to really step up, be a leader you know, he's finally QB1, right? We don't have a coach giving us all this BS about Andy. Andy's QB1, right? Like, that's over <laughs> with. That's in the past. It's Justin's team. What are you hearing about Fields? What are you expecting? Um, that's another thing that's going to be fun in training camp, just seeing him be the guy, going out there, leading the team, doing his thing, being the alpha. Like, we kind of need to see that as fans, right? So that's going to be refreshing this year with Fields, seeing him be the guy which, he, you know, maybe he should have been last year. You know, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but what are you hearing with him? Yeah, I think it's going to be refreshing just to see him getting reps with the starters. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. That's something that did not happen last year. Right, so like exactly. now he gets all of those reps. So 
that is definitely going to be refreshing to say the least. Cause I mean, I think this off season, you know, there's been a lot of talk and concern about him because you kind of look at what the bears didn't do in terms of, you know, adding a better, you know, more guys uh, on the offensive line or, you know, giving him more weapons in the wide receiver core. So but then a lot of people still kind of forget that they brought in Luke Getzey in a new offense that was built from scratch around him to really put him in a position to succeed. And that's really what the bears are banking on. And, you know, they, they've seen that we've seen that so far this off season that fields is taking those steps to, you know, in his development to become better, obviously when you get on the field in front of, you know, with live reps and in a live game, that's where we'll really get to see it, even a little bit in preseason. So I mean, I think right now the expectation is he's going to take a step forward. I think just being away from Matt Nagy will do that for you. <laughs> you know, kind of like you hope Mitch Trubisky does well in Pittsburgh just because yep. he's away from that, you know. And so you know, Harry that's being away from Belichick, like, please Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. If I'd rather be near Belichick, which is me, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> I mean, maybe, hey, maybe Nikhil's different from us. Maybe so. Eberflus is, a, you know, maybe he's the guy. We'll find out. We'll find out. Hey, we will find out. But, you know, you know, someone who would love for him to be the guy is Justin Fields. Yes, so, yes. I mean, we'll see because, you know, he's been working out. Him and Mooney have been like non, like inseparable, like for the entire offseason. It's a good sign. Like the entire time. Except for hopefully, except for vacations, I hope that they kind of took time to just relax a little bit because, right. you know, now it's going to be nonstop here for the next six months. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Justin Fields, that's the main focus this you know, Ryan, we've been talking about this since the end of last season, or actually probably since Ryan Poles is brought in, is that this season we kind of are expecting it to just be bad. Like we're not we're expecting a losing season, not yes. expecting much, but just yes. hoping and needing Justin Fields to take that next step uh, in his development. And I think then that would be considered a win. So here's to that happening. And I think that the Bears are putting him in a position to succeed, contrary to what People like Keyshawn Johnson from ESPN might say, uh, you know, quote, <laughs> yeah. this roster sucks, uh, that there are only one or two starters from that team. Uh, I call BS on that, by the way. There's more like six or seven. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but good take by Keyshawn. It was, it was a very, yeah. you know, he had a take. It what was a very, quote. yeah, just short to the point, something we can use, something Tell we can talk about. Tell me how you about. really feel, Keyshawn. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Go on. But I, but I do think that, you know, contrary to a, a lot of the critics have said, that they are putting Fields in a position to succeed. And the, the biggest one is the offense and actually giving him a chance and actually utilizing his strength, you know, utilizing play action, getting him on the move, actually running the football, right? <laughs> Things that like Matt Nagy just did not want to do I, for whatever reason. I really don't understand. But whatever, he's gone. We don't have to worry about him anymore. Uh, so I think that's going to help Fields a lot more than people recognize right now. Yes, he doesn't have the greatest re you know, receiving core, but Fields even said it himself. You know, he can win with these guys. Like, they can get the job done. So we'll, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, it's just refreshing that we don't have Allen Robinson being like, oh, man, I don't know. I haven't caught a ball from Fields all offseason. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> that, that's just, you know, yeah. we're not listening to that crap. Instead, we're hearing that Darnell Mooney and Fields are inseparable. Like, that. that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to see. <laughs> so, yes. but again, you know, Allen Robinson out. Byron Pringle, Nikhil Harry, Valus Jones Jr. in. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Who, who knows? Who the hell knows, Alyssa? Hey, but, we, got, we got like six months to see. Yeah. Or, or I mean, maybe two. <laughs> as we said in one of our previous episodes, and if you haven't heard it yet, check it out. Because they, kind of, they all kind of go together in the offseason. Um, we're popping bottles if we get to seven wins. Right? Like that's, yeah. that's where we're at this year. We're not expecting anything more than that. So if we can, best case scenario, we get to seven wins this year. 
we're popping bottles and we feel really good about this team because it's going to get better. It's going to get better in short order. Um, just maybe not this season. This season might have some rough patches. Let's put it that way. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> we will have 2023. 2023 is yeah. our year. Yeah. Calling it loud. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. 100%. 100%. So, all right. What should we be looking for over the next week or so on Bears Wireless as, you get, as you're getting ready for training camp? We'll leave Ooh, it there. Lots. Yeah, a lot more training camp coverage. And if you've been following along, um, one of my uh, my associate editor, Brendan, and I have been working on this 30 most important Bears of 2022 list. So yeah, I think we have seven more. We're at number eight from today, which is Andrew Janoko, the quarterback coach. You know, there you go. He's definitely going to be a big part of this season. Uh, so we have uh, that series wrapping up, I think, when the Bears kick off, kick off practice on July 27th. A uh, whole bunch of training camp preview stuff. It's just full steam ahead from here on out. It's just, I'm ready. Like I'm like enjoying this last week before things really get crazy. Trying to kind of just wind down because it's going to be nonstop until January, pretty much. So, yeah. Buckle in. Just, Let's yeah, go. Buck, buckle in. So like, so training <laughs> camp starts in like a week almost, and then we have training. We have probably a preseason games like a week later, right? Like not long after that. So like, yeah, not that long at all. Yeah, I think so. it's early August, so maybe like a couple weeks. Yeah, the Hall of Fame yeah, game thing is usually crazy. super early in August, and then we have preseason games. So we're gonna start seeing the team. We're gonna have plenty to talk about. Looking forward to it. Plenty. Um, <laughs> Alyssa, good to talk to you in late July. Thanks for interrupting your summer to uh, listen to my Nikhil Harry rants. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for coming on and giving us. A little bit of hope, but mostly doubts uh, about Nikhil Harry. It's it's just it's kind of the like you know the Boston fans. It's just we're all we're just so negative about everything. You know, like the Patriots. What have they done for me lately? Negative about what have they done for me? What have they done for me lately, Alyssa? Like I I can't remember the last Super Bowl. It's been so long. Okay, well here, let me put it to you this way. And like, sorry, Bears fans, but outside of uh, of the Lions, I'm a Detroit sports fan, so I have been suffering since 2008. And yeah, it's For a like, long time. I'm just like, man, it's been so long since they won a Super Bowl. This is ridiculous. But then I'm, I'm we're talking about this like, oh, yeah, the Patriots took Nikhil Harry number 32 overall. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they were picking 32. So that means they won the Super Bowl the year before that. So anyway, I should probably not complain. Um, but it's it's more fun to uh, it's more fun to root for the underdog. The Patriots were once the underdog who sucked. And then they kind of came out of nowhere in early 2000s and got this quarterback and kind of took them to new heights. So maybe the Bears are on the similar path. Who knows? Who knows? But Who knows? Be- but you want to know what, Ryan? There's one thing we don't have to suffer from for much longer, and that's no football. Can you believe football yeah. is coming back? I'm so I'm, ready. I'm ready. So ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. So uh, for Alyssa Barbieri, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us again. Support us by hitting subscribe, or if you don't feel like supporting us right now, you can do it later. It's up to you. But hit that subscribe button if you could. And uh, we'll be back later this summer to talk training camp. We'll catch you then. Bear down. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.